Welcome. Thank you for choosing to listen to another word-filled message by David Entry. Preaching is the means by which God manifests his word and nourishes our spirits. May the life of God enter into you and you as you listen to this message. Be blessed. If there's anything you need for the journey of life is grace. Because in the absence of grace, you get disgrace. If there's anything you need and need more in this season is grace. Grace. Everybody say grace. grace. How are things with you? How are things with you? I hope somebody has written it somewhere. If you haven't written it, you have to print it out somewhere. I mean, put it somewhere you can see it. Not this one. That, that phrase. And make sure you have the reference. Second Corinthians chapter 9 verse 8. Don't be just typing what we say. Let the scripture talk. So take raw scripture. Raw scripture. Type it out. And paste it or post it somewhere. All grace is abounding towards me. You can post it on your door. So just before you go out, if coats are not hanging on your door, then put. <laughs> so, um, write it somewhere and put it somewhere. But grace, I believe that this year, many people here, if not all of us, will experience or have a first-hand taste of abundant grace. Shout abundant grace three times. So shall it be for you. How how do you provoke, attract, engage, bring down grace into your life? There are two types of grace. We have, uh, let me mention it theologically so it will sound very powerful. We have salvific grace. So when we say something is, when we say something is salvific, we, we are talking about it has to do, it has to do, it has to do with salvation. So salvific faith. What's that? The faith that brings us salvation. Well, by grace are you saved through faith. So salvific. There is a salvific preaching God is giving to us. Preaching that and now normally when the word is used, when the word salvific is used, is pointing more to your eternal salvation. Not like saved by the bell. Not like save from falling or save from uh, financial crisis. No, 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 no. Not save, saved in general. It's talking about eternal salvation. You have been saved. So in Ephesians chapter 2 verse 8, it says that by grace are you saved. How are we saved? By grace. How are you saved? By grace. So if you are really saved... That means that it, it is a function of grace. Grace is what makes... No one can be saved outside of grace. 
You cannot be saved outside of grace. Because the Bible clearly says that, how are we saved? Saved by grace. I'm not talking about grace. The sister grace saved us. Usually when the word grace is used, it can mean so many things. Say grace. Before you eat, they say, say grace. You know, or somebody's called grace. Actually, there's a place called grace. So there are quite different meanings of grace. But when we talk about grace in this sense, it's actually God at work. God at work. And now there is salvific grace or simple saving grace. Saving grace. Uh, what does that do? If you are here and you are born again, the Bible clearly makes us to understand that it is, shall we all read? I like it when we read the Bible together. Shall we all read it together? Let's go. Okay, how are you saved? Let's read it again. Read it for the last time. So, by grace are you saved? How are you saved? In Titus chapter 2, verse 11, it puts it this way the grace of God that brings salvation. Okay, so the grace of God that bringeth, see, this salvation grace, a salvific grace, saving grace. There is a particular grace, it brings salvation. You cannot be saved without it. You cannot be saved without it. So it's called salvific grace. So that's one type of grace. The other type of grace is functioning grace. Functioning grace. After you are born again, whatever achievement, whatever unique thing you are able to do, is a function of grace. It's a product of grace. Grace came on you for you to be able to do that. So in 1 Corinthians chapter 15 verse 10, he said, I am what I am. Let's all read it out. Let's go. One more time. Leave it, read it out louder. I don't know what you want to be. I don't know, maybe you want to be a wonderful wife, a, a, a wonderful husband, a wonderful mother. A, yes, you don't say amen, let it pass you. Because don't forget, the puppet is the lifeline of the church. And as I, as I stand here, things I say, even if it's by mistake, but your faith connects it. I'm a prophet, you are catching something. So, the grace, the grace to be a, a great business owner. The grace to be a minister. The grace, yes, there's grace. And that's why I said, God is able to make all grace abound to us. So then, it is always necessary to desire grace for something. So, Paul said, I am what I am by the grace of God. I am what I am by the grace of God. Now, when you look at the text before that, he was talking in comparison with the others. For I am the least of the apostles. For I am the least of the apostles um, that I'm not meet to be called an apostle. Why? Because I persecuted the church of God. That's why. He said, I don't qualify to be because called an apostle. In fact, when you read the verse... Um, 
2, verse 7, it talks about how Jesus resurrected. He appeared to this one. He appeared to this one. And then he said, finally, he appeared to me also as one who was born at the wrong time. Can you imagine? So, verse 7, verse 7, he was seen. After that, he was seen by James. Then, by all the apostles. When this is talking about when Jesus died and resurrected. He was seen by James and he was seen by all the apostles. But now, look at this. At last, and last of all, he was seen by me also as of one born out of due time. It's like, when he was appearing to the apostles, where was I? I was, he's a serious apostle. But the time Jesus was appearing to the apostles, you know, that's why when people call themselves apostles nowadays, like the way I tell you I'm a prophet, I'm not a prophet in the range of Moses, Elijah, Jeremiah. No, 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 no. I'm even better than them in a certain sense. <laughs> because I preach. I preach Christ. And Christ is in me. They didn't have Christ inside them. That's why. But they, they were mouthpieces of God. They were very unique people. And some of them, when they spoke, they spoke scripture. There's, they are speaking with scripture. None of us have that kind, that kind of range. We can't come anywhere near that. In the same way, the apostles in the Bible, uh, after Jesus died, the apostles, those 12 apostles, one went, Judas went, they had to replace him by Matthias. And so they were 12. And then there were one or two other apostles, an apostolic team. Those people were unique. They were different from when someone, well, nowadays say, I'm an apostle. It's not in that out that crowd. When they said they continue in the apostles' doctrine, they're talking about not this one. So, <laughs> in Ephesians chapter two, verse twenty, it talks about the church is being built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets. What this is? Everything the apostles have to tell us is this is here, built on the foundation of the apostles. Not a modern day pastor who is calling himself apostle. Or Monday, the pastor is calling himself a prophet. All those things, uh, it's okay. But it's not in that range. Did you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. No, it's not. It's not, it's not. I, am I not a, a, a senior pastor? Yes. Am, I, am I not a general overseer? Yes. Can I compare myself to Daddy Gio? No. Oh, please. Daddy Gio is not. I'm not in that range. Not at all. No, not at all. Senior pastor. So now. Now, maybe let's say if I'm a bishop, let's say I'm a bishop, I now have the title of a bishop. I can't compare myself to Bishop Oyedepo. No, no, that's not the same. No, that's not the same. You see, so titles might be similar, sound the same and everything, but when you talk about actual rank in life, no, it's not the same. No, Togolese Army General cannot be compared to American Army General. (laughs) <laughs> so there the, the is functioning so he says that I, finally when he was appearing to the actual proper apostles okay, those who have the authority to write scripture and speak scripture that's what I mean by the apostles so in fact in certain denominations if you say they tell you there are no more apostles there are no more prophets I don't fully agree with them but when they say there are no more apostles like Peter, those who work with Jesus, that one, hundred percent, thousand percent, I agree with them. 
So um, the the he says that so those kind of apostles, Jesus, who is an apostle those days, you have to have worked with Jesus and have seen him. So in Acts chapter one, when they were choosing a replacement for Judas, they actually the criteria verse twenty, they said we need to we need someone who must have been with us all the time. He said, wherefore of these men who have accompanied who have who have accompanied with us all the time that Jesus was uh, went when uh, 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 went in and out amongst us. So when Jesus was walking, there are a lot of people who are still around. But you only hear about the 12. But there were others. But these ones were specially chosen for a special function. So when Judas went, 12 days, 12, uh, 12 hours in a day, 12 hours in a night, right? 12 months in a year. There is something about the number 12. 12 tribes of Israel. There's something about 12. So Jesus chose 12 disciples. When Judas left, they had to choose a replacement. But the, quali the qualifying factor was that the person must have been with them all this time. And have been there when Jesus was there. So you are not qualified to be called an apostle when you haven't seen Jesus and been around him. So they said, let's choose somebody. That is why Paul said, me too, why am I called apostle? Why am I called? Because I wasn't there. But he, his apostolic audacity was at par at the ranking of Peter. So Paul was a serious guy. But when Jesus was there, he wasn't with them. Not that he was dead. He was alive, but he was like the way we are having church. People are somewhere. Two years later, they will be born, they will be born again. And they will be in church. And some of them will end up being preachers. So he said, finally, I was, uh, uh, he was, last, last of all, he was seen also of me as one born out of due season, uh, due, or due time. I wasn't born at the right time. When the people who were working with him were there, where was I? But he went, because of me, he had to come back from heaven and slap me on the horse. <laughs> and then I became born again. But, so then he says that, look at the for I am the least of all the, because I persecuted the church. So it's like me, when the church was being built, I was persecuting the church. Now I'm also an apostle. But then he said, but by the grace of God. Listen, you, are a you were a fornicator. You, you don't maybe have qualifications. You don't have some degrees. Without degrees, it looks like your life has been degreased. The grease that will make things smoothly run. But don't make the mistake and think that what somebody has naturally will, all, will give them an advantage in life. Sometimes people will have all these things and still it will not give them an advantage. Let me put it this way. Let's say he doesn't have a degree. He has a degree. He has a PhD. He has a master's. I mean, these are big degree holders. And yet, they can all be running a business and if this man gets grace... I am what I am, not by the degree of men. I am what I am by the grace of God. Shout hallelujah. That is why marriages might not work in your family. But when you come under grace. When you come under grace, 
what you didn't have in your background. Grace. He said, for I am what I am by the... This is the grace that makes people. I see you catching that grace. I see you catching that grace. Shout amen. Please be seated. When it, when it comes to what you have to be in life, there are things you need to have in order to become. You are a medical doctor. How did you become a medical doctor? Studying the degree for medicine. So you, you actually went to medical school? Yes, please. So can someone become a medical doctor without going to medical? Maybe he's a herbalist. <laughs> Maybe an Obia doctor. You can't wish a medical degree into your life. You, there are things you must do in order to attain that. There are things you have to do in order to become. Some of you have friends who are living with people who they confuse it to, to look like a husband and wife. No, it's not a husband. It can't be... A, a, the difference between a husband and a wife is massive. But just that, the just basic one is legalization. You are having sex with someone you are not legalized to have sex with. <laughs> and you are saying, yeah, girl, you are cool, girl, you are cool. You don't. <laughs> so, there are things you have to do in other, in other words, for you to be called a pharmacist, you must have done some stuff. There must have been something behind you. Now, Paul said, there are things that I need to achieve and something I have to become in life, but, but it is a function of grace. So he said, but because of my, my past, I couldn't be in this level. But grace came to me. That is why I'm very confused. I know of a, a bishop friend. He, has, he used to preach here. He's been, not been here for a very long time. He comes from a single family, a single parent family. He was raised by a single parent. His wife was raised by a single parent. A divorced, a broken home. And yet their marriage is super. They've been married for many years. Their children are all doing well, stable. They've been married. They don't have a problem. So the fact that you come from a broken home doesn't mean your house will break. Yeah. Did you understand? Your home will not break because of your broken But the truth is, you are, you are not very different from where you are coming from. An apple does not fall far from the tree. So because of your background, because of the fact that you persecuted the church and you are the least of the apostles, you need something to qualify you to be in another level. But by the grace of God, I am what I am. But so then, a grace is a qualifying factor in a person's life. There are many people here 
your children will never taste what it means for your parents to not to be together, for their parents to be together. Maybe you knew that. And your family friends, your cousins, and your siblings, who will not look for grace? The fate of your mother, the fate of your father, the fate of your aunties will visit them easily. Because that is where you are coming from and you are just like, it is meant to happen. But when you contact grace, you see how important grace is? Grace is a decorator of destiny. You can't be someone who is enjoying grace and people feel sorry for you. From this season. From this season. From this season. From this season. Somebody is enjoying grace. I see somebody moving from grace to grace to grace to grace to grace to grace in the name of Jesus. So we have salvific grace and functioning grace. He said, I am what I am by the grace of God. That means the grace is a maker. God can give you grace to make you. No wonder he said, you are partakers of my grace. Philippians chapter 1 verse 7 said, you are all partakers. The thing that is making me me, you are partakers of. You are all partakers. So, grace is a maker. When people mock you, grace will make you. So they will mock you. They are wondering, why are you always going there and shouting, yeah, yeah, amen, 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 amen. Let them keep asking. Let them keep watching. Let them keep mocking and just give you time. Grace, you are contacting grace. You are contacting grace. And you will never be disgraced in life. You will never be subjected to disgrace. You will never be subjected to disgrace. In the name of Jesus, shout amen. Please sit down. So, if grace is a maker, pastor, who would not like grace? Everybody likes grace. What should I do besides the saving grace? The saving grace, you don't do anything. God brings it to you. Why are you in church? Because grace found you. Grace found you. That's why you are in church. That's why you are born again. The difference between you and the one, because you are two friends, both of you used to mess up the same way. How come you are so deep in church now and the other one is still in the club? It's not because you are wise. not because you are smart. It's because grace is a distinguishing factor. That is why you never have to boast when it comes to your stand in God. You always, that's why we always have to give praise and we always have to be in praise and worship because you always have to say, this is God. This, it's in the Bible. It said, by grace are ye saved through faith, Ephesians 2.8, and not by yourself. Watch this. Is the gift of God. Why? Look at the next verse. Not of works. Why? Lest somebody can boast. 
No one can boast that I did anything to qualify. You, how can you boast that I knew what I did to be born British? Really? Can you boast about your birth condition that you knew what you did to be born into that family? You knew what you did to be born in, in, in here? No, no, you can't. You don't. You, don't. you knew what you did to be born a, a man or born a woman. I know what to do. You don't. You don't. So in the same way, it says that, that no man should boast, lest any man should boast. Look at the next verse. Yeah, okay. For we are the workmanship of God. So we have been born again by grace. That's serving grace. So you can't do anything about it. It comes to find you. But after you have been born again, after you have been born again, now you need functioning grace. Function everybody. You need functioning grace. And you've been given a measure of faith when you are born again. Everybody has a measure of faith upon which you can develop for grace to, to grow. So, number one, what do I do to provoke, to engage, and to attract, to pull down functioning grace? And so, I don't end up saying, all grace is abounding towards me and still nothing is showing. Number one. Ah, I like that. I like number one. I can't even say it without holding my Bible. No, I like my Bible. Number one. I think I should give you the scriptural reference first. In Acts chapter 20. Verse 32. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He said, let's already Allah, let's go. King James. <laughs> so he said, I commend you to God and to what? The word of his grace. Ah. So the word. It's a word that brings... If you expose more yourself more to the word, you are exposing yourself to grace. Pastor, yesterday I was, I was sharing with you guys after in the evening after service, we were sitting down having fellowship. And I was saying how the word has, made, has become a major game changer in my life. The word. Because I was sharing with them how of late I have been super busy. The more responsibilities you have, the more busy you become. And there are times I, I lock myself in a room, especially when I go to husband and downstairs. But there are even times I just go downstairs steady. I like studying. It's nice. And sometimes I study my Bible more than other things. I can study the Bible for hours. I love it. It's, just, it's actually a hobby. So, when you are struggling, it means a hobby for me. <laughs> so, please don't make yourself feel that bad. It's my hobby. But you can also believe God for that grace. For that hobby. A lot, a many, 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 many,
cannot quote scriptures the way I do. Not because they are bad. But the ability to remember scripture and quote scripture is a particular grace. It's evident. And I had an experience. After a while, some time ago, after a while, you know, my, I got so busy, my spiritual, my spirit was not as high as, I realized I couldn't remember scriptures. Hey, so the thing is not a talent. The thing is not a talent. It's, it's not an inherent natural ability. It's not a talent. That is why I believe if it is grace, then somebody sitting under this grace can be a partaker of that grace. Somebody can be a partaker of that grace. And I believe that it is you. You are catching it. As you desire it, you are catching it. In the name of Jesus. Shout a believing amen. Please sit down. Shout grace. Shout grace. I love the name grace. So, I was quite shocked. It, I, I, oh, okay. So it's not like when you know something, you can use it anytime. There are times that scripture just keeps coming. When I was in secondary school, I think I've told you this story before. When I was in secondary school, I was born again. The time after I became born again, I was always preaching. I was always preaching. One day, my um, roommate told me that, David, this is something very interesting happened. You were asleep. He wasn't asleep. He was studying. I was asleep. And he said, I was quoting scriptures in my sleep. Matthew chapter 18, verse 1. <laughs> he, to- he told me. My pastor who hasn't said it yet, so maybe. <laughs> maybe I've stopped. <laughs> but it's very interesting. Grace. It's, so everything, any, watch this. What makes a man of God a man of God is the grace of God upon his life. The differences between men of God is the grace of God. This is a nice thing to write. The differences, I have, to, I have to put this one on my status or tweet it somewhere. The differences between men of God is the grace of God. The difference between the difference between men of God or different type of men of God is the grace of God. The more grace you have, listen to this, and you like this. The more grace you have, the more you are aware. That this thing is grace. Because the more grace you have, the more unusual your results. And no one can easily copy or mimic your results. And there are times, if you are like Samson and your hair is cut, you realize you can't reproduce the results. Until your hair starts growing again, then you realize, ah, okay, this thing. I'm sure when Samson was killing the lion, and killing the soldiers, he knew that it wasn't him. He knew. He knew it wasn't him. People would say, wow, something, wow, something, wow, something, wow, something. But he knew. Archbishop Bessie, that of blessed memory, I was told by one of the, when we were young, a pastor who attended his Bible school, 
he had a Bible school with a lot of students. And he's a very powerful man. When he's walking on campus and you see him, you greet him and then you say, above, above. You know, in Nigeria we say above. So, <laughs> so you say above. When you say above, then he does this. Nana West, he's above. He said, I'm above. You are not my level. I'm above. So when you see, you say above, then you say, yeah, but I'm under God. Above, I'm under God. Because the bigger you are, the greater grace is, or that is on your life, the more you know that this thing is God. The more you know. When you go close to any great man of God, they are not proud. You can't be great in pride. So if it is God who is behind your greatness, it is, it is an oxymoron to have greatness with pride when God is behind the greatness. It doesn't happen. Because God's, one of God's qualities, his mannerisms, one of God's behavior, his expertise is he resists the proud. But he gives grace to the humble. If you want to have grace, expose yourself to the word of God. Yes. I was sharing with them yesterday that because of the way I'm busy nowadays, I'm busy now. But I realized that I am I'm still increasing in grace. Don't you realize that every, every day is different? Yes. I think I don't know that something is on me. I, I know it's not me. I'm just like something. If this hair is cut, I'll be as ordinary. It, something told Delilah, if you cut my hair, I'll be like any other person. He knew it wasn't him. He said, tell me your secret. Tell me, I think, um, Judges chapter uh, yeah, 16. That he told her all his heart and said to her, there has not come a razor upon my head. For I have been a Nazarite unto God from my mother's womb. If I be shaved, then my strength will go from me and I shall become weak and be like any other man. And Delilah said, ah, now I know his secret. So she used female power. Yeah. So it is... It's important to understand that something new, his uniqueness, was something of God that was upon him. And he told the lady the secret. Now the lady's plan was, I need to get rid of this thing. So he said, let me now use my female powers. He came and then he saw fair ties. And then they put his head on the ties. Not the breast, the ties. The ties alone. And she made him, can you imagine? A man who was killing many soldiers. She made him sleep upon her knees. Hey. Yeah. I don't think your case is worse than the one who was persecuting the church. Being chosen to be a chief apostle. Now think about it. He could have been chosen to be uh, maybe a Pharisee. He could have been chosen 
to be a scribe. He could have been chosen, allowed to be even a lawyer or a governor who will even defend or say something in the church. No, he was chosen to be the one who wrote half of the New Testament. That doesn't seem right. Think about it. If someone is going to be a prime minister, it shouldn't be a serial killer who have just been brought out of prison and now he's trying to now join political party and they're going, no. If someone, no. And so some people must of necessity be disqualified from certain places. How can you choose someone according to 1 Corinthians chapter 15 verse 7 and 8? Someone who was destroying the church. I mean, hey, it says that I, I, I persecuted the church to be chosen. He could have been chosen to be a church member. Fine. Even a deacon is, is quite a lot. Yeah, it's a high position to be a be, such a person. They should make the person always be at the back cleaning the place. Clean it till he dies. Yeah. Where is Bartholomew? Where is Thomas? Where is Philip? Look, at Stephen shouldn't have died. He killed Stephen. Where are all these guys? The one he ranked equal to was Peter and James. And he had more influence than even James. And he had deeper things. He had to even be rebuking Peter and teaching Peter. And he said, don't be confused about this. This is what grace can do. I am what? Uh, I am not qualified. I am disqualified by grace, by grace, by grace, by grace, by grace. I am what I am by the grace of God. Can I advise you? Can I advise you? Take your eyes off your mess. You can't do anything about it. And pursue grace. Pursue grace. For, forgive yourself. Some people will not forgive you. You can't change their minds. But God is plenteous in mercy. In fact, he's called the God of all grace. The God of all grace. I be, be a master grace provoker. Brothers and sisters, when I'm driving, the Bible is playing. When I'm sleeping, the Bible is playing. Unless I forget. When I'm um, preparing, uh, wash, I go to the washroom, bathroom, preparing, but because something must be playing. It's playing. For many years, I decided that that's the direction I want to go. I didn't know that I was, I was actually exposing myself to grace. To grace. Listen, I'm standing here not because I'm more intelligent. Sometimes I say things, some of you will be wondering, this guy is not smart, isn't he? I say things that look like I'm not quite smart. I'm telling you, not because I'm the oldest, not because I'm the most educated, but because I have caught grace. I have caught grace. I have caught grace. He said, I am what I am by the grace of God. And I'm telling you that grace can be provoked. Is the word of grace. The more you expose yourself to God's word, it's, don't do it really. Don't do it as a religion. 
the Bible. No, no, no. Look for God. Just read your Bible. Whatever you don't understand, just keep reading. Listen to messages. What, what, what messages do is they help you have a better understanding of Scripture. That is why messages that don't point you to Scripture, they're actually waste, wasting your opportunities of grace. So the next time you take this scripture and you even are reading something, you come across Paul and Paul making some statement, it will mean different to you. Because references have been made from, uh, from the pulpit to Paul. Please. Grace does not come from men. Grace comes from above. And you can always look up to God. Sometimes when you are looking down, the reason I'm standing up on a platform is because if I stand down, most of you won't see me. Because there are people in front of you who are way taller. Some who are not even taller. They are hairstyle alone. But when something is up, he said, if I be lifted up. You see? So when something is up, why must it be up? So that we can see. The reason why God is above is so that it's easier to look up to God. God has made it possible that you can easily turn to him. You didn't hear what I said. He has made it possible and easier for anybody to turn to God. Where you are supposed to go, listen, what you feel in your heart as to where you must be in life, and when you look at where you are, I think be smart enough to start pursuing grace. So that people who come close to you will learn one thing by grace. By, by grace will become like a slogan. Children will learn it because this man is always saying by grace, by grace, by grace, by grace, by grace, by grace. If you don't live, learn to live by grace, you will end up being in the grass. Grace. Someone say grace. So today I want to leave us with this. Wait, one of the ways to catch grace is to expose yourself to the teaching of God's word. Now, I cannot be talking about catching grace and just come and be laying hands on people. Because nothing brings grace faster like the word of grace. He said, I commend you to God and to the word of his grace. The word of this grace is able to build you up. And so maybe you didn't think you could be a good husband. Wait till you catch this word. It will build you up. Something could kill the people because he was being built up by something else. They they cut his hair. His power went. They arrested him. Took out his eyes and threw him in prison. They threw him in prison. And his power was gone. Because what was the point of reference for entry the entry of that grace in his life has been disconnected but God being so good Bible says and Samson's hair began to grow again yes, Lord. how be it the hair of his head began to grow again after he was shaven you can always go back to access grace. There are people who fall from grace. 
When you fall, don't stay on the ground. Get up again. We all make mistakes. Lockdown, look at what happened to you. You practically spend the entirety of lockdown in somebody's house. You block everybody. You, you block church people on your Instagram. Block church people on your Facebook account. Block church people on the other Snapchat. You block people. You block people. You, you were um, like a different person we knew. Different person by courtesy of lockdown. Now you are showing up by Betia trying to find your way back. It's not, it's not nobody's business. This is your father's house. But what you should do is even if you are falling from grace, lift up and start running towards yeah. grace. Rise up, lift up your hands and begin. Lift up your eyes to the Lord and begin to pursue grace. Munch the word, feed the word, yeah. feed the word. Let the word keep coming in. Let the word keep coming in. Let the word keep coming in. When the more the word is coming, grace is coming. I see somebody catching this. I see somebody catching this. So shall it be in Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to this message by David Entry. To hear more from David Entry, follow him on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. You can also subscribe to Caris Church on YouTube. Don't forget to share and subscribe to our podcast so you're always up to date. Be blessed.